0: This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Travis Allison from Camp Hacker. Um, today we're going to have a little different format for our usual podcast. Um, Dan and Joe weren't able to join us today. So Gab and I are going to do just a, a quick session under half an hour talking about staff training, since that's on everybody's minds right now. Um, and just have a, a, a quick bunch of ideas um, that we, we both have for for good Staff training, um, and I'm going to get a chance to ask Gab some detail about the Woro staff training format, which I'm—I always like to talk about, and it's been a while since we talked about it. So, anyway, Gab, why don't um, uh, why don't you start us off with something? I know you've been taking some notes, getting ready.
0: Yeah. Um, so I was just thinking about certain things that I really find helpful at camp and fun um, for our staff, and uh, just tools that are. Are going to help um, the facilitators' jobs a little bit better. Um, one of the things, obviously, with our staff training, we're really huge in expectations, letting them know, um, you know, what we expect from them, like what their behavior should look like, so on and so forth. And um, a big thing is is time. And uh, I think whenever you're doing expectations, it's really important to have the boss involved so that it's it they know that it's coming from that person. And um, and so we have Jackie involved in that kind of stuff, and and for the most part, sometimes we're feeding her exactly what we want her to say, and then she says it, and it and it works really well. But one of the things we say is is um, at if we're setting up session times or where to be, we say we're working by this time instead of we're starting at this time. So it's like just just small changes in in our um in our vocabulary, and then as well as um, we don't start. We don't work by let's just say 10:30. Our our times are always a little bit weird, so it's like 10:27 or um, you know for you know 52, so that it it really highlights in their heads this is this is the time and everybody has to come with a watch. Um, no cell phones, of course. Um, we're unplugged, so no cell phones. But even if uh, staff are allowed or uh, your camp allows cell phones, I think that that it's important that they have uh watches with them so we actually we buy also a whole bunch of watches um from Walmart and we have them there so if anybody ends up forgetting them they can choose from you know the sparkly unicorn one or the the, <laughs> the monster <laughs> truck one and so yeah so and so we we make sure so just time wise expectations we let them know exactly what we expect what they're going to have and we just say just a change of the words that's one mm, thing that's great Quick fire one, number one.
1: Number one. Number one. one. Um, My my number two to that is with setting expectations is um, the watch inspired, you know, made me think of this. Um, is that I tell them what I expect them to have on, a, on them at all times. So I expect a watch, yeah. definitely. Um, our staff have to have first aid kits. So they bring a full first aid kit with a list that we give them. Um, we give them cheap places to get stuff from, including the dollar store. Um, but anytime you're supervising kids, you're expected to have a first aid kit on you. Um and then the camp will send you home with a full first aid kit. So you buy it at first and we fill it up at the end of the summer and during the summer. So those are in the expectations. Um, I've said this before a number of times. I expect my staff to have a pen and notebook on them at all times. Um it's especially for those in positions uh like resource positions or program positions, but really my I expect staff to have that at all times, so those would be the things that I would add to expectations um watch first aid kit also known as a fac um pen and notebook I love Probably it a whistle I think a whistle would be an important part of that too
0: yeah, totally, and I think that that so I think that that's um the definitely the notebook and the the pencils really important and as facilitators um or people that 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 teach the sessions. Um, one of the things that we put in place is is time for people to write stuff down in their notebook, and um, I'm very shameless with walking around and looking at what people are writing in, and I let them know that that's what I'm going to do. I'm not judgmental on their spelling or that kind of stuff, but uh, we give them time and we say, "All right, write this." Acti-. We just played an activity, write it down. This is the format, and we expect them to to do that the whole time, and um, get them into that sort of rhythm. Um, my number 3 would be would go along the lines of things that they need to bring with them and I've talked about this on our on on Camp Hacker before but it's um, French is called yes. a my de Bush but it's a pocket counselor and basically just laminating business size cards of um, information, schedules, uh, game ideas, uh songs, the weird days like um, you know, when the kitchen staff is off, it, yep. you know are there random duties, like what time, what do you need to be wearing that kind of stuff, so they have to bring that with them, and then, of course, like it's a carabiner and a little flashlight, and
1: mm-hmm. costs
0: nothing it really doesn't cost very much and we add we add on to that throughout um throughout the summer, and then we provide staff members with cue cards if they want to write stuff and add it on to their own things so i I think a pocket counselor is really. Really, really helpful, and it has it has it has helped me so much from answering questions and saying, "Let's look at your pocket counselor." Yes. Um, And then if they don't, and then then if they don't, uh, if the information isn't there, then is it something that we should be adding? And that's that's something that we've been doing, but that's been pretty amazing. That I've like, if I can recommend one thing, it's a pocket counselor. It's it and takes a little bit of work, but basically, just go into your staff uh, manual and just yeah. That's it, and then, you know, have a little... Well, it's, one of those,
1: it's one of those great camp tools. That, yes, it takes a little bit of work the first time, um, yeah. but then you just keep adding You spend, you know, a little bit of time reviewing what's in there, make sure it's relevant for this year, and start printing.
0: And that's it. And, and you can buy, um, like, a little laminator that is either full sheets, and then you yep. just get it cut, or there's actually business card size ones, but... Yeah. However, you want to do it, but it's 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 a lifesaver. It's so good, it's so good. Yeah,
1: right on. Uh, number four then is um, I'm going to call it burp ignite. Uh, and we have um, little topics that don't take you know don't that we never give an hour to, but need to be covered. So that includes things like um, what the procedure is at the end of a meal. Um, how you get your table cleaned and dishes in and and get your kids ready. Uh it includes laundry. Um, and these would each be a separate little five to ten minute thing. And we get um experienced stuff, not necessarily resource stuff, but experienced stuff to teach those. Um and we usually get to tuck in two um in two meals a day, either, you know, only two meals a day. Try not. There's so much to cover. We know that it's overwhelming, um, and we have in our past called those doing it that way. We called them burps. So at the end of the meal, you have a burp, nice. and a burp is a blurb for understanding your responsibilities perfectly. Um, nice. And it's it's all of those little things, and we have a list because we just collected them. Um, but I I think if I was directing now, I would do it in a different format, and I would um, bring everybody together. And have worked all this out ahead of time, of course, and and given the people their assignments but i might i 'd be tempted to try out the ignite format, and Ignite is a special kind of conference it 's based on a, um, a format that was Created by some people in Japan, and I apologize, I don't remember the um, the Japanese term for it. But it's it's popularized as Ignite, and you would see Ignite conferences from all sorts of different areas. And it's often just a um, a general evening thing where people come in and present. The style of presentation is important. Um, each presenter has five minutes. They have 20 PowerPoint slides that are timed. So, every five minutes divided by 20, however much that works into, I think it's 15 seconds each or 20 seconds each, um, the slide will change. And so you are forced to keep pace. You're forced to come to the end um, at a certain period of time. But I think if you did um, Ignate sessions, you could have an hour and just keep covering them. Like you would I would set them all in PowerPoint, set time them all, and when your five minutes are up, the next person has to step up immediately and start. Um, and just fire a bunch of things into them. Now I would want to work with people to make sure that the styles of presentations are all a little bit differently. Yes, we're using PowerPoint, but that's no excuse for lazy presenting and just reading. You have to do something to make yours individual and exciting and make sure people understand. And I probably figured out a way to test um, the staff afterwards to make sure that they had got what I needed out of them. But that's what I think I would do would be the either burp or ignite for small things that don't take a huge amount of time to cover, but that you need to cover a bunch of them.
0: I love that I love that i We're doing that this summer. It's happening that's awesome. Awesome. that's awesome i think I think what's cool about this too is is the struggle that a lot of camp directors have is with returning staff members and their motivation and what they're you know not the, not the team that's a leadership team. But the group of people that have been there for a while that really know this information and how to give them more responsibilities, um, And often what happens is that camp directors, either one, they do give these um, burp or ignite opportunities to these um, staff members, but they don't have really the time to train them and to make sure that it's done well. So after mm-hmm. a negative yeah. experience, it sort of um, they don't do it again. Uh, so it, it, this does take a little bit of time, but you want it to be done well. But I think that's something that I I love that idea. And you can give them time. There's certain sessions at camp that some of these staff members don't need to attend. And when they're not attending these these type of sessions, uh, certain sessions, it allows I think their um, their uh, like motivation level, their energy level higher at other sessions. And you can say, I want your energy to be high. Here, I'm, but you're not going to be at this session, so you can plan this, and you know. But I love that idea. That's a great one. Um, so my number six would be. Um, this is what I, I think I got this from uh, Michael Brandwine, and um, I worked with Michael in South Africa doing a program, a leadership program, and. He had this thing called, and I'm pretty sure it's him. So he had this thing called Review Crew, and he'd select three or four people that would, at the end of the day, review a certain topic. And we've been doing this um, for about mm. four years now. And That's basically, good, yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome, and it's sort of a little bit like Ignite, um, but you give them very you give them in, in points that they have to cover. So. Um You ask them to one you know how is this going to ha- help you in your job and i 'm a very big believer in anything that you tell staff members it has to link to them like directly, so how is it going to help them in the job what what 's most important in in this topic and um, you know some sort of conclusion and they have five minutes, and you know costumes is not optional. Uh, they must wear costumes. They must have visual, uh, you know, aids, and and um, we provide. I provide feedback afterwards to them. So it's also you know to get them to start working on their presentation skills, um, making things clear for kids like that kind of stuff. But they really absorb the information. If you can go over your information at the end of the day, every day, and have three presentations, it's it's amazing. So uh, we do review crew and we give them two meals to work on it and um, they really put a lot of energy in and i i think i'm going to start filming some of them because some of them are yes. really well done some of yes. them i'm like how did, how did they do this you're running our session next year next yeah yes yeah. yeah. so, uh, review crew I find, I find i find really helpful
1: that's awesome uh this so let's call this number 7 um, i'm going to call it Squirt, sqrt uh, I- I have a hard time knowing. I, I've honestly been out of camp directing now for six years, so I have a hard time knowing if this would work anymore. Um, but I'm always concerned about how much information staff needs to know and how available they are. I run into the, the constant conundrum. Um, I saw somebody posted this on. Um, camp pros today is I have this really great staff member, um, but because they're so great, they're in demand, and they have to do all these other things, and and they say that they can't attend training or they can't be at camp for these certain days. And do I give them up to, to stick to my policy of mandatory training? You have to be here. Do I lose this great staff member? And what's so that's it's a balancing act for that. And I often wonder about things that camps can do to get their staff part way through training. Um, before they arrive at camp so that um, so that you can reinforce things get to the highlights get to the very best things. Um, one thing that we did one time was uh, more than once it was called squirt and we set up a certain time after um, after duties after breakfast were done that staff would come in sit all together and read their manual um, and they're encouraged to take notes. Squirt stands for super quiet reading time which is what it was called. When they had mandatory reading periods, when I was in grade, I don't know, four to eight or something, after uh, at a certain, I think it was only a certain month um, of the year, but we would have twenty minutes of just reading, um, and so that gave people who, because they're busy it's the end of school, they're trying to finish things, they've all got jobs, etc., at least we would know that they had had time to read the manual through and ask questions. That's seven.
0: I like that, and I think what I probably uh, to build on that, what I'd probably do is uh, return new staff members and staff members that were LIT or CITs um, the previous years. I would probably ask them to have at least one question that they need to write down mm. and then pair them with a returning staff member so that that question's answered. Yes, and staff returning staff members don't know. Everything but sometimes they feel like they do, so reading a manual is is you know beneath them, I would say <laughs> um they know this place <laughs> so but if they're if they're gonna be out uh, if they if they can host like a group conversation and and you, it's just to educate those staff members if you really don't know if you think, just lift up your hand and say this is the way I think it is or why this is um but i I like that idea for uh for staff manual this great idea, yeah. Um, number eight, I would say, Oh, I can't remember where I got this from, probably camp hacker, but uh, the top one hundred challenges to do at camp yes. fun. yep um, so we've done this, I think for two years now, and some of those top one hundreds are mandatory to be done during staff training mm-hmm. so everything else is optional, but there's let's just say you really want you' Your every um, cabin group goes on an overnight, and staff need to build a fire. Well, one of the things is build a fire successfully on your own, and you have somebody from the other team sign sign you off, basically. So it's an individual challenge, but you make a list of a hundred things, and some have to do with you know just yourself, like um, you know watching the sun sunrise or the sunset. Yes. Or um, you had what were some of yours for the top one hundred? hundred there like drinking? Eight glasses of water a day. I think there's <laughs> <laughs> I think it was that. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, this this um, started at camp after I left, but well Beth was still there and, and this list is up in the staff lounge and people sign off on it. So I like the mandatory aspects. But um, what I love about this idea is that when you're counseling on a day to day basis, you get really internal focus. You get focused on your kids and your activities and you'd miss all of the great opportunities that camp has around. And honestly, I think we were anybody runs great programs. 75% of camps runs great programs and kids learn a lot, et cetera But that's not the things they remember. They remember yeah. hilarious lunches where everybody lost the cry. They yeah. remember special things like um, kitchen raids or, you know, nighttime things that they're doing special just their cabin. And by kitchen raids I mean they don't know it, but it's fully prepared ahead of time, and the counselors are are doing stuff. And we've had I've pulled awesome stories, stories of great things that I've seen as a director for Captain Raids on the show before. Um, but um, so the list was um, find the the wishing tree. Um, that's not a mandatory one, but we talked about the wishing tree a couple episodes ago. Um, definitely get up to see a sunrise. You need to see one sunrise a summer at least. Um, and you know just special things like go to um, go to this special spot that you'd have to take two hours out of the week to hike to um, and do something cool there, um, whether it's stuff that the campus formally set up um, or not. You just I think have a special place
0: I think uh, um, definitely what we get out of it the most or what the staff get out out of it. The most is that they participate in in nice camp things, and Mm. um, it really is a personal challenge. And nobody has has gotten to a hundred yet. I think the highest has been like seventy three, and we have things that they can do in town as well, like our 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 nearby town. But um, things to try out, you know, like we have amazing bakery. So there's things that they try out there. But I I definitely when when you guys presented it, I thought of it as. This is just a personal experience, and then some of the staff members said, "You know, there's certain things that they need to get done during staff training. Can we just put a star beside those and, and, yes. and let's make sure we get them doing those things?" Um, but that's a discussion we've had before. Is is staff members sometimes they don't know how to um, entertain themselves, if you will? And this is a really, really nice way to, you know, for for self play, you know. <laughs>
1: Yes, I couldn't yeah. nod my head more emphatically. Yes. I totally agree. Yes,
0: yes. I agree. <laughs> I one. like that one.
1: Great one, Gab. And, and yes. I like that it's public because some people respond to the challenge, some people don't. So yeah. um, some people won't respond to it all. But you know at least that everybody's signed off on the mandatory ones. Others will do it on their own and not make a sure show about it. Um, but it's kind of interesting when there's. Um, you know, people have tried stuff. Like, it, you know, you, when I can sign off that I found the the wishing tree, um, then other people are like, "Wait a minute, you found it? Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to buckle down. I've got three weeks left, and I gotta get there." Yeah, so,
0: so. I, I I think it's great. It's really and it's brought people together. We have a swim around one of our islands, and mm-hmm. um, and some people only get maybe off the non mandatory part. You know, three or mm-hmm. four items, but it's climbing to the top of the climbing wall or swimming around one of the islands and um other people are really, you know, you know excited to help those people do it. And so it's just like, you know, just being able to do some of the challenges is is nice. And it's for them, yeah. as you say, like we're it's a program for the, for the staff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um what are we on? Seven nine. Nine.
0: or 9?
1: Nine. Nine. Uh 9 is for me specific to staff training. Um is Record information visually. Everybody learns differently, um, and in each session, I would love to see like they do at big conferences, where they have a person who has um, you know a, a, either a giant whiteboard that gets photographed or a bunch of um, poster paper that's put up and markers and. I find often those that draw um, or you know just sketch or, or doodle are those that have a hard time sitting through sessions, or that sitting through sessions is their worst way of gathering information. And if you can find people who be willing to sketch out the information from the session in a very visual way, gives that person something to do, helps everyone um, have visual reminders of what was said. So that um, they can find the highlights, they can get the important parts, etc. But um, you know, I've talked about this a number of times. Gab, those who so I, so there's that that big thing on the wall. But if we can take a moment at the very beginning and teach people the basics of sketching their notes, um, yeah. those people have a far greater, far greater um, ability to recall what was said. Um, so it's one of the best ways to get your staff to to reinforce what you've said and have to feel comfortable knowing that they don't know.
0: And I think and I think that for um, teaching people that you know how to sk- sketch your notes, I think it's also set, setting a precedent that we we don't care how you write things, we don't care exactly what you're writing. What we care about is that you're jotting stuff down, so it's going to help connect what you're doing by pencil. Um, into your brain. That's basically what we're saying. Uh, we don't need things to be neat. Um, so I, I think that's a. I well, I've, you've you've taught that session before, and I've really enjoyed it. And I was just thinking of um, people that are sitting and, and can't learn very well sitting. I was thinking, why don't we just put some desks in the back that are higher up and make mm. them standing desks. So you can start off sitting, maybe even if it's for five minutes, but when you're ready, you want to move to the back. I I'm like that for me would have been amazing to have a standing desk. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'm gonna do that. Great. I'm including my own new idea.
1: Good. Yeah. Standing <laughs> desk.
0: Um, on the note of, of the visual basics, one of the things that we also talk about is um, is letting your brain wander. So Sometimes we might be talking about an overnight, and then all of a sudden you start thinking about a home lonely camper, and um, we say like that's okay. If you're thinking about home lonely camper, and then you're freaked out about a home lonely camper, you know, jot jot your question down. Um, we can get we can get to it. But that's that type of roaming is totally fine. But if it starts to get into something that doesn't have to do with camp, like I wonder what. What we're eating for lunch later, or um, I wonder what time we're what we're you know doing this evening as a program. Um, I encourage people to to get up and and leave and then come back, and then it's their responsibility to ask what they missed. Um, So I I suggest that, but that doesn't usually happen. So what I do is I plant people to go and do that. And so right. they uh, at the very beginning, on the second day, usually have one or two people that get up and leave, and when they see other people do it, then then staff members do it. But what we don't want staff members to think is that this is school, and you're allowed to just drift through um, because everything that we say is important, and if you're drifting into these areas, it's important that you get up and walk around and then come back. Um, try to come back while you're already sitting there mentally, but if you can't do it, then get up and leave. And so, if you plant a couple of people to do that, that usually helps them do that, and then it also lets you know how the session's going. Yeah. Yeah. That's good one. That You can go with like nine. Like nine. You know, <laughs> standing desk, visual recording, let people yes. know how it's okay for brains to wander, but only to a certain point. <laughs> uh, um, maybe. Um, oh. Are we frozen?
1: I thought so, but now we're back.
0: Okay, cool. Um, I like talking to my returning staff members about clumping versus uh, cliques, and I like talking about why, when you know somebody, why it's so much more comfortable to be beside that person than somebody you don't know. And I like to give the example of going to a party that you have to go to; you don't have a choice. And um, you see that friend from elementary school that you haven't spoken to in eleven years, um, but you are so grateful that that friend in elementary school is there because you don't know anybody at this party. And what happens is you you clump, you stick together. You're like, I'm with you, and and you also treat them like like they're your best friend. You're like, oh my goodness, do you remember when? Let's do you want me to get you you know something at the snack table? Like this becomes your best friend. They're your ally. And at the beginning of staff training, that's a little bit how we are with people that we know. Even, Yes, even, there is best friends, but um, when you have somebody new, the introduction of somebody new causes us to, to go towards people that we know. So um, a, lot of, a lot of staff members are used to the word uh, cliques, and I think that this is a very natural thing, and it's, it's a very common thing. It's, it's sort of a safety thing. Um, but once we, we say it's not negative, it's just what we do as, as, uh, as humans, as animals, um, but the point is, is that we recognize that feeling, so how do we make these staff members feel part of this group? Uh, what are some behaviors that cause, what are some behaviors we'd like to do? Which is avoid eye contact, maybe eyes to the ground, um, you know, maybe a lot of loud talking. That's things that we like to do to make ourselves feel comfortable. What's uncomfortable is saying hello. Can I help you with your bags? And so we talk about those behaviors, um, but I don't talk about cliques because cliques is something different. And also, when they hear the word clique, there's almost like an eye rolling, like, well, they're my friend, and da da da, not right. saying that you're a clique. So. Um, I like talking about clumping versus clicking, and and what are the what are the things we can do? What are the thing our tendencies? But what do we need to do to welcome a new staff member? Um, and um, that seems to work really, really well. Just that again, it's a change of vocabulary. Right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah.
1: That's great. I'm gonna add one more onto that and then I'm gonna ask if you have one more Gab, and then we'll call it a cool. call it a day. This fits into great. the same theme um, and has worked very well for us. We have taken um, experienced staff members and secretly assigned them new um, new staff members and that new mm-hmm. staff members never to know that they've been assigned to them. Um okay. and we often would pick on those not pick on. Terrible word. We've often chosen staff members who are very experienced, but not the really in-your-face and and um, you know the ones that you can't stop from getting in front of a crowd but rather right. the ones who are quieter and uh-huh. a bit more empathetic and sensitive and assign them to a new staff person so that that staff person has from day one someone that they know and can rely on and um, and can be a resource to them we often find that builds great friendships over time but just want to make sure that we have guaranteed that a new person has a contact has someone who um they feel comfortable in asking questions too as soon as possible.
0: Nice. Um, um I, I think like and that's something you guys have talked about before and I, I think that you treat new staff members with a lot of support and kindness. And um I think that uh staff members love, love their, camp, their camp and um I like to talk about you know if none of these people here, if none of these people here um, on this camp. this camp if we weren't here and we rented it out yeah. to somebody would it still it be still camp, camp warrow yeah. and for yeah. the most part people say no it, it, I mean it's it's a different group, a different group. so mm-hmm. we talk about how do we make how do we show these new staff members what warro is about what you know and what are our tendencies and those type of things but I often think about the work that you and Beth have done on on how to make people feel welcomed um, when people are coming up with ideas and that's like one of them that i think is really lovely and the type of staff member that you choose is really important yeah. Um this is something i haven't done yet but it's every year i like to try something different and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and for the most part it has to do with what I want, and it doesn't have to do with if it's good for camp or not. And uh, but it's like cool for me, and that's what makes yeah. things happy for me. Because like you know, after a while, you have to sort of be excited about certain stuff that you've never done before. So I want to do a uh, GoPro challenge with every staff member that's on camp, and um, give them a specific time and the GoPro, and they have to shoot. With the GoPro, and I'll show them how to do it. Um, a part of camp, and it it could be people walking by, it could be uh, an actual just a, a setting, but it's a certain time in the day that they need to shoot, and they only have a certain amount of time. And a GoPro is really like a turn on and turn off, no yeah. uh, zoom, nothing, focused. You're just basically holding it, and they have one minute to do it. And uh, I pretty much want every staff member before the campers arrive to do the GoPro challenge and just um, to sign them up and I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do it but I really want to do it and see what what comes out of it so trying that cool.
1: I I love the idea uh, it gets me thinking right away I it would be cool if um, you gave them something to say at the beginning so a bit mm. of a script hi mm. my name's Travis and my part of the GoPro challenge is to show you hmm, whatever sclimore like mountain whatever it is um, so that you have as little editing to do as possible because we yes. both know that with video the editing is where you get lost every time and if yeah. it's just done and ready to go and they have a final version then you can just cut it upload it and be done that's pretty much super fast
0: yeah that's very cool I'll do that we'll see what happens I'm gonna I'm gonna think yeah. about it yeah, more yeah. but uh, yeah I sort of want to do something with all the staff and um, most of the time um the, it's just it's just, it's a team building thing that we could have done and show it to them at the end of staff training. Staff training.
1: So. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How many staff members do you have? We have,
0: we have about, 50. about 50. Right. So right. it was, so an hour, would be really, an have hour to video. really have, Yeah, we'd have to really do something yeah. that's I think I'd want a minute and then I would um, clip it.
1: Right. right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very cool well gab thank you so much for all your awesome ideas and for preparing them ahead of time i'm I'm grateful um I wish this could go on a little longer but I have to get going so uh thanks for the idea it's nice to have just the two of us without yeah. um uh, although we missed dan and joe yes. um i i'm I'm glad for the time why don't we just wrap up by um you sharing with us where people can find um or follow what you do during the summer how they can keep up on all the Gab stuff this summer.
0: Sure. Well, um, my Twitter account is um, at Gabrielle Rail and Rails with two Ls, and you can check out Camp Woro at warrocom
1: Excellent. That's great. Thanks so much, Gab.
0: No problem. Thanks a lot, Travis. A lot,
1: Travis. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Um, if people. If I have time, which seems chances are slim, I'll um, take some notes for this and write down the 10 or 11 things that we've said. More likely what I'm going to do is upload this to, um, to YouTube and to Facebook, or to the Camp Hacker page, with just very quick sketches. Um, what I would encourage you to do is... We need everybody who watches this to please either click like or um, subscribe. Even better if you subscribe. That helps us um, getting some response for what we're doing and knowing how many people are watching, etc. cetera. Uh, helps Camp Hacker show up in search when people have searched for great camp staff training ideas. Uh, so if you could do one of those two things, we'd be really grateful. Otherwise, leave us a, a question in the comments and let us know what you do. Um, what would be the, the 10 things that you would include on a list like this? Um, And thank you very much. We, uh, We appreciate you watching and those of you who are listening. Thanks for the evening, friends.
0: The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening.
1: Building great camp community at camphacker.org